Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, fellow gamers. This is the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast, and we are so glad to have you here for this episode. Normally, on Thursdays, we break down recent gaming news, but this week was actually extraordinarily slow. We're going to be doing something a little bit different here today. Essentially, it's going to be about a 30-minute bonus round episode. We are going to be covering games where we hit the wall hard. Games where we dove in, we enjoyed it for a while, and then next thing we knew, we were uninstalling the game and promising that we would never play it again because it was no longer any fun. I am your host, Paul, and joining me here is Mr. Gaming ADD, also known as Mr. Progression. If a game does not have a robust skill tree, there's a decent chance he's going to hit the wall sooner than later. It's Josh. This is this is very true. <laughs> <laughs> How accurate. I, it is. That's you hit the nail on the head, man. Uh, it's so funny because we were chatting before we hit record, and Ryan and Paul were both like, "Yeah, I've got like three or four games on my list," and I'm like, "Oh, I got like eleven guys." <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yep. I think this is very much a Josh thing. And, and then joining Josh and me. He's Mr. Dedication, like me. If we pick up a game, there's about a 95% chance that we're going to beat it. Uh, it's Ryan. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. I said, Paul, I, I finished probably 95% of the games because I just get too sucked in and yeah. I can't walk away. So that's a, my list is short, but it's a good one, I think. Bunch of goody goodies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I will say I do not often hit the wall on games very often. Usually, if it's a game that I like, I'll stick with it and I'll I'll put in a hundred hours or more into a lot of games. I'm even very likely to replay games where I've talked about how like Mass Effect One I've played through at least a dozen times, uh Dragon Age Origins I've played probably seven or eight times through. I am not one to often hit the wall on a game, but there are definitely a few here that I have on my list that'll be a lot of fun to talk about. But usually for me, if I don't like a game, I, I usually know that right away. And I'll refund it within that two-hour window. It's kind of rare that I'll get beyond two hours, but not hit at least 30 to 40. And I think that's kind of what we're talking about. Maybe it's a game you played for like a dozen hours, and then all of a sudden you realize, like, I'm not having fun. Why am I playing this anymore? And you realize maybe it's a lack of progression, or maybe the story is bad, or whatever it might end up being. Those, I think, are the kind of games that we're talking about here today. So we each have our own list. The way we're going to do this is just kind of round robin style. 
We'll take turns saying what the game is. We'll talk a little bit about what we liked in the beginning and then why we hit a wall. And then we'll just keep going around until we run out of time. Does that work for you guys? Yeah. Yep. All right. Since Josh has the longest list, I feel like we have to start with him. <laughs> so that way, uh, <laughs> Ryan oh, and I boy. don't run out, of, run out of games on our list. I, I got a lot on this list. Um, I'll, I'll kick things off, man. Um, yeah. I, I mean, this is... I have game ADD. I bounce between games like nobody's business. I can love a game. And then if I don't play it for a week, uh, the chances that I will ever play that game again are slim to none. It doesn't matter if I think it's a fun game. If, like, there's just something weird in my brain where it's like, ah, I just want to move on to the next thing. It's like I want to be at a buffet and sampling everything versus like sitting down and enjoying that fine steak. Kind of. I'm not saying I don't love a good steak, but it's just more that like I want to get a taste of everything, I guess. Um, but funny enough, we talk about hitting a wall. I and this this is a recent one, man, and I know there's going to be some people that gasp on this, but for me, Diablo Four. Yeah, <gasps> I, I I know, right? <laughs> Ryan, a <laughs> resident Diablo Four lover. I'm sorry, Diablo people. This is not a slam against Diablo by any means. I had an absolute blast playing Diablo Four, but I can't think of a game in recent memory. Where I went from just absolute, I can't wait to log in, had a blast, to where I just went, I am done. I'm done with Diablo 4. And part of that is I hit the end game, beat the campaign, hit the end game, started doing the, you know, the fields of hatred PvP, started doing the hellfire things and, and, you know, all that the end game content is. And I just went, I've done all this before. And I don't want to grind for 10 hours to try to get a drop for one piece of gear that's going to increase my character's build so that I can then just do the same stuff over and over and over so that I can move on to world tier four, you know, and and things like, and I just, dude, I, I felt like a crash test dummy, man. I hit that wall so hard and so fast that it actually shocked me because I have zero desire to play Diablo 4 anymore. Honestly, like, and again, I loved Diablo 4, but man, when I hit it, did I hit it hard. And I, it's still installed, but it's one of those things I know I'll never play it again. Really? Even with like the new seasons and everything, you don't think you'll check them out? I know people are talking about the new seasons and they're talking about this. We had some really good friends of the show chatting about it in our private server the other day. And it's like, I'm super happy to see that people are loving the content still. It's just for me, I have zero interest in diving back in. So Ryan, when's the last time you logged into Diablo 4? Oh, man. Uh, I think maybe yesterday or the day before. Okay. I, I was actually going to play this morning. And I was like, man, Josh won't freaking shut up about Dave the Diver. I'm like, I, I'm gonna, I know Paul got it too. I was like, let me try Dave the Diver. And then I was hooked on that for like an hour and a half. I'm like, this is freaking amazing. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's been, a, it's been a couple days, but I, I get, I get what he's talking about. I know that I'm not as excited as I was before, but I'm still. Like, oh man, I gotta get some more Nightmare Dungeons in. I keep hitting up my little brother because you guys aren't playing. I'm like, hey, Jake, let's go, let's go play some dungeons. He's like, oh, I'm on WoW, blah blah blah. But <laughs> yeah, I I, uh, I I get what he's saying a little bit, but but I'm still Diablo Four for life. Yeah, I think once you run out of story, then it just becomes more of a grind for gear and stats. Yeah. And to me, that's when I started losing that motivation. I loved fighting 
and, and playing through the game to get to the next cutscene and what's going to happen. And then once you get through it all, for me, it was kind of like, all right, I feel like I've seen 90% of what this game has to offer. And at this point, it's just going to be a grind. So I just kind of fizzled. If we didn't have the podcast, I would have absolutely played through again as a different character just to experience that. But you know, we had to move on to Ark and Final Fantasy 16 and all this other stuff. But yeah, I totally understand why Diablo 4 would make the list. All right. What about you, Ryan? What's the first one you got? Boo. Boo this man. <laughs> <laughs> um, For me, mine's uh kind of a, a few years ago. It's uh the new Animal Crossing for Switch. Oh, okay. Because oh, I, I know, like, wall before I ever even got into <laughs> the, go. the room. Because <laughs> we played uh, so much of the original one, you know, on GameCube, and and uh, I was excited when I saw this, and I, I got the Switch finally. It took me uh, many targets and many times going to all these places to finally get one during the shortage of COVID, mm-hmm. you know, where they didn't have it any, anywhere, but. One of that was one of the first games I thought, oh, cool, I'll get this. You know, the kids can play, everyone can have fun, you know, just like, you know, when we were kids and we played. So I got it. I was super into it. I was like, man, I'm, I, I feel like I'm, you know, 13 again or whatever I was when I was playing. I loved it. Um, I was going to all the different islands. I was gathering all the materials, doing all the things you have to do. And then I just, I don't know, I just never got back on. I got to some stage. I probably played like 15 hours, maybe 20 hours. And then I just didn't care anymore. They're like, oh, you got to build all these houses for these other people. You got to go collect these materials. You got to go do this. You got to do that. And I'm just like, eh, I, I, I don't really care anymore. <laughs> and I just I just hit it and I was done. Yeah, I, I'm completely with you there as well, where I did not play very long. And I think one of the reasons why is that the series has largely just stayed the same. For 20 years. There's nothing really all that new or different. It's still largely run around and grab these fish and do this busy work and go collect these items. And yes, they do add the seasonal stuff. That's always fun. So like on Easter, they'll add a whole Easter theme and, you know, stuff like that. But I think it was a lot of fun initially because it was something that was new and different. And we used to love visiting each other's islands, right? Like you'd swap out your memory card and put it in someone else's system. And then you could get oranges because on your island, all you grew was apples. So there was also that social aspect. And then the series just stayed the same. No real innovation. Also, you can get unlimited money extraordinarily easy. I don't know if you did this, Ryan, but the way that they had the whole, like, where you could basically play the stock market, but people would post on Reddit, oh, yeah, you can come sell this item for this. Uh, Here's my invite code, and you could just buy that stuff on your server, go join theirs and sell it all and get unlimited money. So it also, like, even took out a lot of the progression. I feel like that that series has just grown really stale. I don't know how many entries they've had. There's probably been like four of them, and they all just kind of feel exactly the same to me. So I get it. It was like you had. It was like ten hours of nostalgia. Fun. Yeah. You can feed and on then, that only for so long. Yeah, and then and yeah, exactly. And then it once kind of like that wears off. You're like, oh, this is basically the same game. I'm like, man. Okay, well, <laughs> is that universal? Because my wife played Animal Crossing uh, a lot. And then it's funny because she doesn't game a whole lot, but I, I, she hit that wall. I remember she was playing it and then playing it. And then one day she just never, never turned it on ever again. And I was like, what's up with Animal Crossing? She's like, I'm just done. Yeah. yeah. And, and it wasn't, she didn't not like the game. It's just like, she was like, I, I'm just done with it now. 
I feel like it's Forrest Gump where he's running. You know what I mean? He's like, I think yeah. I want to go home now. I think I'll go home now. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, because there's no end game. Like, you don't just finish a story and beat it. So it's almost like if you stop playing something like Overwatch, it's not even necessarily a specific reason, but it's like, well, I've been playing this for four years. I think I'm just kind of done with it. It's not necessarily hitting a wall per se, but you just feel like you've experienced everything the game has to offer and there's really no reason to stick around. At least that's that's how I felt. Yeah. All right, moving on to the first one on my list. Uh, this is a game that Josh and I did do a deep dive on way back in the day with Todd, and I want to talk a little bit about Fall Guys. Oh, no. Oh, yes, Paul. Fall Guys. <laughs> all right. Fall Guys, to me, is one of the all-time best ideas. It was just, we were in the height of Battle Royales, and they just said, let's make a Battle Royale mixed with running obstacle courses a la MXC, which was like everyone's favorite daytime TV yeah, oh, yeah. show. Oh, you know, I love that show. It, it was hysterical, right? It was it great was. to watch. So like throwing 40 goofy looking jelly bean characters running around through obstacle courses, getting eliminated over the course of rounds until you have a winner was an amazing idea. And the game really took the world by storm. Some people don't even know this. The game used to cost $20 initially. A bunch of us picked it up. It sold over 10 million copies, really took the world by storm. Later, when it went free to play, more than 50 million people were playing Fall Guys. I absolutely loved it, I think, for two days. And then I realized... <laughs> that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there were problems. And as soon as they kind of came into focus for me... All the cons of the issues completely outshined the fun of the game, and I was completely done at that point. Those first two days were glorious. I didn't even care if I got eliminated. I would stick around and spectate you or Todd or one of my kids or whoever I was playing with, but there were some real serious issues with Fall Guys. First and foremost is the the lack of diverse minigames, especially yeah. in round one. So if you remember... Round one was always like one of the same eight games because the game, I don't remember how many mini games they had. It was like 50. But when you kept doing the same eight in round one, it just got so old so fast. I really hated that aspect. And probably what I hated even more is that too many of the matches were just a hundred percent chance. Like that's the kicker for me. That's yes. what got me running into one of five doors and only one of them lets you run through and the other four are just like nailed shut is hilarious in theory. But when you're trying to play a, a game to win, like you might as well just hand Dude, out straws to 40 people and draw for short straws. That's your strategy, man. That's your strategy. You got to delay it a half second and let everyone else run into the doors. And then the second you see one open, then you beeline to it and you can pass them. Of course, but if you go for the middle door, because like statistically, that's going to get you closest to the door no matter what, right? And then all of a sudden, you have to beeline left or right. The, the team games, I thought, was the most atrocious. So I don't remember if yeah. it was round two or three, but they would split everyone into thirds. And if you just got a bad team where you're crushing it, but no one else, everyone else on your team is, is a five-year-old kid who's just messing around and they're having fun, but <laughs> my son, you, you have no yeah. chance and it's no fault of your own and you get eliminated. So I don't know. For me, I just really grew out of favor with it fast. I have always thought like a game that I would love to see remade in a different way, like a different studio handle it would be this kind of game. 
I really hope that someone does try to make another obstacle course like Battle Royale. Fall Guys did not do it for me, but I could definitely see it work if maybe someone else gave it a shot. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that one. It For me, the biggest thing on that, because I, I hit that wall with you, Paul. I remember we just never touched it again. I, I kept seeing friends log in and I was just like, oh, I don't have any interest in that at all. <laughs> oh, remember all the cheaters? Like, why were people cheating Dude, the, in Fall Guys? The hackers was what really started to become prevalent. <laughs> hackers, man, that's so goofy in a if game like that. you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, man. I mean, but I, I'm a competitive dude and I'm fine if I lose because somebody was more skilled than me. That happens all the time in Rocket League for me, right? Sure. Like, hey, dude, props to you. You're better than I am. In Fall Guys, it was just the randomness of like, I didn't do anything wrong and I got knocked off the ledge or picked the wrong door or got the bad team and it was infuriating for me and I was just done. Yeah. Oh. That's exactly how I felt. Ryan, That's it sounds funny. like you're a little more of a fan. Did you stick I around? Oh, I, I definitely love this game. I played so much of this with, you know, the, my five-year-old son. Now he's six, but um, because we could both play it together. And so I don't know um, a, a lot of what we played because honestly, I haven't played it in a while. I mean, maybe it's because of the pod stuff, you know, and I'm just so busy now, but um, I I freaking love this game. And, and I understand what you're saying about the team aspect you know you're playing the soccer game and you got one character he's just running into the wall on the yeah. side and you're like yeah. oh come on you <laughs> or know just like, standing still on. yeah just standing still you're like oh come on but but uh i don't know i just i i loved it i know i had friends just like you guys we would all hop on and we'd all play together and then just talk crap to each other like oh man you're out again you know and stuff and then if it didn't look good and there was only one of us we're like and eh, we'd back out uh but I don't know what it was because they had one for uh, the mobile. And I know, Paul, you love mobile games. Did you ever play the Stumble Guys? I think it was called. No, I remember seeing it, but I didn't play okay. it. Okay. It was like the exact same game. I don't know if it was the same people or whatever. But me and my son, we would sit and my, he'd have my wife's phone and I have my phone. We'd just lay in bed before you know, you know, bedtime. And, and we would play that for like 30 minutes every night. For a long time, and I, I think it was a lot of bots because we would win quite a bit, <laughs> yeah. and I wouldn't win as much on on the other one. But yeah, I I, uh, I didn't hit the wall like you guys. I, I mean, maybe I did a little bit because I don't really play anymore. But I I love that game so much. I had so much fun. <laughs> I would say half the mini games are incredibly fun, and the other yeah. half are just kind of left to chance. You and hit we're that not my stupid propeller or something and it just launches yeah. you off the map. You're like, oh, come on. You well, and sometimes it'll right launch you and you'll actually land somewhere good. Like there's, there's yeah. definitely a lot of chance involved. Yeah. All right. Well, we are about halfway through the episode. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. All right, so continuing our conversation here about games where we hit the wall, 
We are now back to you, Josh. It looks like we're probably only, only going to get through two games each. So this might be the last one you get to bring up. What do you want to talk about? All right. I, I, this is not at the top of my list, but I know we get this question a lot. So I'm going to mention this one because I think it's going to... Like I said, people ask this, and I think there's people out there that think that maybe we don't like this game or we like these style of games. And I do. I actually really like this type of game. That's Valorant. Okay. We when Valorant came out, I was so hyped for Valorant. Paul, I know you were at the time too. We were doing the whole thing where you you could get the beta key uh, by watching Twitch streams for like four hours or yeah. something like that. And but it was random, like it was only like you had a chance after watching four hours. And I just I remember being so hyped for Valorant, man. I finally got the beta key. We were in. I'm like, this is Overwatch meets CSGO. Like, yeah, baby, let's go, <laughs> you know? And then we started playing, and I liked Valorant. I, I liked the abilities. I liked the characters. I liked everything about it. The strategy Played with it. the money between rounds yeah. was a nice Oh, yeah, the twist. when you should buy, don't buy, you know, like, uh, you know, which character should defend this site. I remember <laughs> getting Cypher and realizing I really liked playing Cypher and all that because he was kind of defensive and all that. It, it, like, there were so many things I really enjoyed about Valorant. And, and then, bam, hit the wall, boys. Like, I don't know what it was. I think we always say it was sweaty, right? And I, I don't mind sweaty. I'm a competitive gamer. Like, I don't, I can't put my finger on what it was with Valorant, but there was a point where I just went, I don't want to play this anymore. You know, like it's, it's too pixel headshot oriented. It's too methodical in the, I have to slowly, slowly peek this corner with my crosshairs on the right pixel, or this guy is going to just pick me off out of nowhere Maybe it's because I'm old and my reflexes aren't the same. I don't know. But there was a point in Valorant where I remember going, I am having so much fun playing this game. I love it. It's free to play. I like the, you know, all of the abilities and all that to, I never played this game again. And I never had the desire to play it again, which is weird because most games, even when you hit that wall, your brain kind of goes like, man, I wonder if I should play Diablo 4 again. You know, like, I wonder if I should play that. It's still installed. Valorant, I was just out. And I mean, I was hard out on that game. And people ask us like, hey, how come you guys don't like Valorant? How come you don't like Escape from Tarka? And I'm just like, I did like Valorant. I just don't anymore, man. And it happened very abruptly. Yeah. I I don't mind games that have fast time to kill. But when you play a game like Valorant, it is just too technical. You can't do a whole lot of group movements or anything because one headshot click and you're dead. So I think that's what's kind of missing where a game like Overwatch, maybe you have a shield or you at least have a tank and yeah, maybe a widow or a Hanzo will one shot you to the head. But by and large, you can actually do things as far as positioning and playing. And if you make a minor mistake, you're not necessarily dead. You might just have to retreat a little bit. But Valorant was, it, it never really felt like a team game to me. It felt very much one on one on one on one on one. And I'm just going to stand in this corridor. And if I peek, I'm dead. But if he peeks, he's dead. It kind of sucked the fun out of it. It just felt too technical. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever play Valorant, Ryan? I, I did not. So uh, luckily, I, I guess I dodged the You're not missing anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just imagine CSGO, but you get like one magical ability. And that's kind of like what it is. It's a cool idea. I like it. 
maybe if they tinkered with it, it would be more up my alley. But I mean, it was it was a huge success. It worked for a ton of people. Oh yeah, it just uh-huh. didn't work for me and Josh very long. I think it's still working, to be honest. Yeah, it just it just didn't stick with me for very long. Yeah. All right, Ryan, what's the next one you have on your list? Um, well, for me, much to uh Josh's chagrin, <laughs> I uh I have Bloodborne. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I- I I borrowed this from Buddy a while back. Um, you know, after it came out, he beat it and beat it probably ten times and platied it. You know, my buddy Sean, he that's he's an a accomplishment. Plat- he, yeah. He's a he's a platy guy, so he's like, you got to try this game. It's awesome. You know, check it out. I uh, <laughs> uh, notoriously to them, they I, in the very beginning. This is just a little side story. I sold my first weapon to that very first original guy when you start there and then i had nothing and it took me forever to be able to get back i forget how i did it but i I was able to get back money and then rebuy whatever i had because it wouldn't let me do it i think i had like saved and logged off so it wouldn't let me just rebuy but um besides that i i played and i went through and it was it was cool it was a beautiful environment you walk through this area you have these different uh creatures and and everything you have to kill and I killed a couple bosses. I probably played 10 to 15 hours and I just, I, I, I felt nothing for the game. I'm like, I don't know what's <laughs> going <dead> on. <laughs> yeah. I, that's what I felt. I was like, there, I don't know what's going on. I don't know why I'm here. I don't know where I'm supposed to go. I just run into guys and they want to kill me and then I have to kill them. And, and so I just, and maybe it's cause I'm just so. And why I don't like that genre is because I'm just so sucked into cinematics and storylines and games. I want a purpose to do this other than just doing it. So um, maybe that's why. But I, I just I played and and I had fun and I was enjoying the battle aspects of it. And it was it was cool. And then I just I just fell off a cliff. I was just like, nah, I, I no more. I did. I didn't lock back in another single time. I said, yeah, I don't want it anymore. I just gave it right back to him. I'll hop back on Destiny or whatever else. And <laughs> so, yeah, I, I just, I, I hit just a brick. Like you said, a crash test on me. I just hit a brick wall. Didn't feel like playing it anymore. Beat a couple of big battles. It felt, um, it felt good. I felt like an accomplishment. But after that, there was just, I had, I'm sure I had a lot more to go in the game, but I just, I did not want to play anymore. I would say if I had to pick like a genre or category, the Dark Souls esque games are I can really sympathize with hitting that wall on because yeah. they are one hundred percent gameplay driven, but the difficulty level, especially with a game like Bloodborne, where it's hard. Like Sekiro was another one for me. I I didn't it didn't even put it on my list, but it's like there you just get to a point where you're like, I don't want to face this super <laughs> hard challenge anymore. Like I just need to go play something else. You know, yeah. and the thing with those types of games, because I've done this myself, is once you leave it for like a week, you forget where you were, you forget where you were going, you forget the mechanics of the boss that maybe you were getting close to beating, and it just seems like work at that point. So I 100, as somebody that likes Dark Souls style games, like I get that 100% where it's just like, I don't want to have to do this <laughs> fight anymore. You know, like the the reward's just not there for me anymore. 
Yeah, I think I lasted about five hours in Bloodborne. It just wasn't really for me. Was that your first Dark Souls game, Ryan, or had you dabbled in some of the others first? No, yeah, that was, that was my first one, um, okay, and yeah. I think that was my only one. That's that's the only one I've tried. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, this just it's just like I said, I had I have fun. I you know I I kind of learned the mechanics. I I got the dodge and the roll and and uh, and how to you know battle guys and what you have to do and and how much. Um, I'm I'm an impatient. I wouldn't say I have like you know game add like josh but i have i'm an impatient gamer so in the in the battle i want to just kill this guy so i had to learn to to just take it back and just roll and dodge and in time and be very precise with what i did and and i was fine with that and i had fun but just after that you know kind of stage of you know 10 hours or so i was i was just done i'm like all right i've had my fill (laughs) yeah that was kind of the beauty of what made elden ring so special is you weren't stuck on a certain boss or getting to a certain area, you could always just leave and go do something else, which is, I think yeah. kind of what made that yeah. game transcend so many of the other souls games. Cause yeah, souls one and bloodborne. I didn't put a whole lot of time, but Elden ring was definitely far more up my alley. All right. Well, the last game that I'll bring up here was also a deep dive that Josh and I did a very long time ago. In fact, I think it might've been the second game that we ever did a deep dive on and I wanted to bring up GTFO. Oh, I, dude, I thought you were going to go Sea of Thieves. No, no, I was not like, Sea of Thieves. we do Sea of Thieves really early? But GTFO, <laughs> oh, I, I still love that game, man. I was going to say, Josh never hit the wall. I think Todd and I just quit, and then Josh had no one yeah. to play with. But for anyone who hasn't heard about it, it was like a highly suspenseful stealth co-op game where basically i think you would go underground horror and you'd have to, elements yeah yeah horror element yeah, it was like a horror shooter so basically these uh like industrial abandoned areas were like dug into caves and it was very much like the atmosphere of maybe like the alien movie uh or maybe like dead space kind of had that kind of vibe and as a group you would have to work your way through the level without alerting monsters and it was very much based on sound so you would have to creep around and there was a lot of simultaneously hitting stuff with like a sledgehammer so okay let's hit this guy okay start pulling back on three one two three and then we'd all bash the monster the monster's dead and we would keep having to like stealthily work our way through um in the beginning when we started playing this game it was great we loved it i had a lot of fun with that yeah yeah, we were playing it in early access. The the rundown, I think, only had four missions. This was like very early on. There was no matchmaking. If you wanted to play with a group of four, we had to go on Discord. And we found some awesome people. They, the, the community was so patient and so happy just to play with people. They'd be like, oh, have you done this one? Let me explain everything in the next 10 minutes before we even start. The problem, though, is that once we beat like a level there was real no motivation to go back and play it again. And the levels just started getting so long. I remember Josh, I think it was you, me, Shane and Orion. We played a level this one. Yep. And it took about 45 to 50 minutes of painstakingly sneaking our way through these levels. And when I say slowly, I mean, you're creeping (laughs) at a quarter mile an hour. Crouch crawling, basically. (laughs) If you want to walk from one side of the room to the other, it like takes you a full minute. It's like that kind of slow. We worked our way through this level. We were very close to the end. Someone made some kind of mistake. I don't even remember who. Somehow we alerted the mobs. They all rushed us. We die. 
and I am pretty sure it's the last time I played GTFO. It was. The, <laughs> I remember this exactly. Yeah. I said, I'm not doing it again. I'm not crawling around at that slow of a pace where the the most fun we had was like timing up to hit a thing with a sledgehammer and then that was it like it was it was so painstakingly slow that it just completely lost me never played it again maybe now i mean the game might be in a completely different place and i would imagine with matchmaking and more levels on the rundown it would probably be a lot better but man i swore i would never play gtfo again and josh would sometimes beg he'd be like guys come on everyone's saying that with these latest updates it's so much better and i (laughs) I was like i tried I'm not doing it. It's too much stealth. And I like stealth games, but there's like good stealth games that can move kind of fast, like Hitman or something like that. And then there's this. It was just, oh man, it, it drove me crazy. The the biggest problem with that was you like you said, there wasn't progression in failure. So if you spent 40 minutes on a level, you were at the exit point, right? Like literally you had to exfil like kind of at the end. And if you failed, you just lost everything. It wasn't like, here's a few credits, here's progression bar, maybe you'll get a new weapon, you know, or something like that. It was literally just waste eh, 45 minutes of your life gone. Sorry, you didn't pass this level, guys. And it's like, I like a challenge, which is why I think I was higher on the game than you guys. But I get that a lot. Like I could sympathize with that take where, and I, it's funny. Cause I still remember this vividly where you were just like, all right, I'm done guys. And you logged out and you never <laughs> logged in again. That was it. Every once in a while we'll log out of a game and I'll send a screenshot that says like GTFO has been uninstalled. <laughs> and that's just my way of telling you, all right, I'm done. I'm not playing this one anymore. Yeah. This yeah. is over. Yeah. You got to have, if you're going to have that, you know, that sneak, uh, type game, you, you got to have the payoff throughout. It can't be too long and then everything blows up and then all that pro- uh, progress is wasted, you know? So yeah, I, I probably would have been the same as you, Paul. And I, I love sneak games like that where you, you just got to uh, work your way through different areas and, and it's a little slow going for points and periods of time. But yeah, something like that. That's, that's not my bag, baby. I'm telling you, baby, that's not mine. See, I love yeah. the abrupt chaos, right? Like that to me is like, hey, we're we're trying, we're we're being tactical, we're being sneaky, things are working. Something goes wrong. Oh no! And I love <laughs> that chaos because everybody's freaking out and trying uh, to survive and stuff shriekers. like that. Maybe you would, right? Like maybe you would survive and then you can go back, but then sometimes you wouldn't. Where it went wrong was that if you failed, there just was no reward at all. Yeah. And that just like it really just crushes the soul to know that. You played like you set aside time and planned ahead for this gaming session, and then you just get nothing out of it but frustration at the end of the playthrough. And for me, I just don't have the patience to wade through that anymore. So it's like, all right, I'm, I'm going to move on to something else. It had great stuff. I loved having like the sentry guns, or you could like foam certain doorways yeah. so monsters couldn't come that way. Like there was a lot of fun to be had, but after a few hours, it kind of, it just kind of dawned on me. Okay. It, it was great for a few hours and I'm just kind of done. I don't know if you remember. I remember it won an award at the Game Awards, maybe like 2021. It was like the the best game or your your favorite game that you really suck at. Yeah. And, and that was like that everyone's like, yes, that's GTFO because we all suck at it and we all like it. But it's also very frustrating. That's a great award. Yeah, that's a funny one. I love when they throw in some of the goofier awards like that. <laughs> 
All right. Well, that wraps up our episode here for today. We do want to thank everybody for listening. We would love for you to go check out our Patreon support options at MultiplayerSquad.com. That is a way to help support our show and keep us running while also getting some amazing perks. And also, please check out our other episodes. They drop every Monday, Thursday, and Saturday. So make sure to hit the follow button so you can check all of those out. And we hope everyone out there is having a fantastic week. And until next time, happy gaming. See ya. All right. See you, everybody.